Yep, welcome back to me. <laughs> I mm. have not been there for like you know almost uh, almost one week actually, only one week, ne? But I have not been with you, Debs, for uh, I think two weeks uh, on one yeah. show. Um, so I am welcoming myself back. <laughs> but welcome back to all our, our viewers, um, the supporters of the channel. And would like to thank them very much for the continued support that they have shown the channel. Uh, there is a, also a podcast that we'd like them to, 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 to support and subscribe to. The Unsaid podcast by Debza Deboho Kotsi. There's also another podcast, the TT Hookup. There's about two new episodes there. Please go check it out. Uh, and also subscribe, man. We see like there's lots of views there, but subscriptions numbers are not tallying with the views. Please, please, uh, you know, help with that. And with us again here, we have uh, Mr. Teisriba, the editor-in-chief of Central News, uh, joining us today for about maybe 30 minutes or so of uh, you know, the analysis of the developing uh, stories that they essentially use have covered and uh, others that which have been covered by, by national media. Uh, Debza, good morning. Good morning, my brother, and how are you? Ah, very well, man. I'm, I'm, I'm lovely this morning. Uh, I don't have as much blues as, as you and uh, some of our producers in the, you know, in the room. <laughs> it's December blues, my brother. It's December blues. <laughs> December blues. You know, when you, when, you, when you are first, you want to do things, but things are a bit slow. This December is a bit slow for some odd reason. And when you are used to a fast pace, and mm. things are a bit dragging, uh, they give you December blues. Yeah. Welcome to the current review. We appreciate the time that we'll be spending with you as you help us to navigate the stories that you know, that Central News has covered and some national media houses have covered. Are you Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Magbara, for, for having me today again. Uh, yeah, let's hope that it's going to be the best one. Look, you look like a jazz musician in your, you know, with your your your, your suit and tie, your suit and <laughs> background. <laughs> yeah. It makes me feel no. guilty. <laughs> it makes you feel guilty. Yeah, because now I'm in a t-shirt, I'm chilled. Yeah, no, it makes me feel guilty. Last week he did the same thing. Next week I'm going to wear a suit. Uh, but you must, be comfortable. you must be comfortable with me. Me, you will never see me in a suit. Unless unless, unless I go to court. And uh, talking about court, I think let's jump straight to the stories that we're discussing today. There is an ANC councillor in the Mokaka local municipality who has been accused of rape, a rape of a 22-year-old female. Uh, the councillor is uh, still behind uh, bars, um, as far as we are concerned. And I think he's uh, he appeared either he's, he appeared on Monday and is appearing today. Uh, Mr. Khiba, are you able to give us any update there? Because I know you wrote about that story too. Right. Um, thank you, Mabara. No, on that story, what's happening is that um, the councillor is appearing today, which is on Wednesday, um, 
on the 13th of December. Yes, you are correct. He also appeared on Monday, but you'll also remember that that matter was postponed for today because it is a continuation of a bail application. Um, this time around, unlike the first appearance whereby he didn't plead for guilty or not guilty, this time around, he is applying for a bail. So today, that is the continuation of what took place on Monday. A bail application is taking place. Um, so we'll look forward into that in terms of whether he will be receiving um, that bail or he'll be denied the bail, which means that he'll be spending um, time behind the bars um, before Christmas. Mm. So, so the bail application does also include what you stated earlier on, the the the, the plea like will be will he be entering a plea by game uh, in the yeah in the... definitely definitely for sure on monday um which was the second appearance um he pleaded not guilty on on this matter i think that's why he's asking for a bail so obviously you would ask for a bail after you pleaded not guilty on the matter so yeah. That plea it has already happened. Um, now, what is happening is that it is a bail application um, hearing that's taking place today. And and as far as as you monitored that story and as it was developing, um, did you see any? Because we understand that he's an ANC councillor. Did you see any ANC supporters of the said councillor in court, or did you hear about it? You know, who was supporting the. the maybe their leader their counselor or you know whoever they you know, whoever he may be as related to them obviously he's a anc member a comrade that's what they call themselves um besides being the mmc at makaka local municipality um you'll also understand that political parties in this matter would come some will come for their own agendas it is a political um um, what can I say, um, campaigning for some because he is a councillor. You'd also remember that there are opposition parties who would use this opportunity to come in and try to convince um, maybe supporters of ANC or potential supporters of ANC to say, as you can see, this is what the ANC will do to the community. So it's better to join us. So you have asked me about um, any um appearance of um anc supporters or members one thing i can tell you is that phil jones crew and magistrate court there in makaka local municipality it is only painted with red by the members of eff who are present there um anc we've never seen anyone wearing any t-shirt of anc or someone who come out as a supporter of anc in that court appearance as far as i know maybe there are other ANC members that are attending but for now we've never seen any member of ANC at least wearing that regalia of the governing party or ruling party to say they are there to support the victim or they are there to support their members which is also disappointing because people are expecting a lot from the ANC as it is the one that is governing in Mokaka local municipality, in this case, their member is appearing in court. We want to hear more from them. They haven't released any statement on a public platform. They've only released statements for media inquiries, which also tells you that they do not want to involve themselves in this issue. 
they are playing a what can I say a parallel approach in this um, um, matter. They are in. They are also out. They are waiting to hear whether the court will give him a bait. If he's not given a bait, maybe we'll see the ANC reacting to this matter. Hmm. That, that, that that sounds like the, the the you know maybe the members are taking seriously the caution uh, given to them that they must not be seen to be supporting anybody who has been criminally charged in the colors of the ANC and in their capacity as members of the ANC. But you know what 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 uh, Tace is saying is also important. The ANC should be seen to be supporting victims of uh, of abuse, whatever kind of abuse. Why do you think we do not see the ANC? Uh, present fully in support of alleged victims? I think um, the ANC has actually learned a lesson from their previous experiences when it comes to issues of support, especially when it regards issues of gender abuse. I mean, like rape is quite a serious, serious, serious offense for, for a person to be accused of rape and to be arrested and be in in, in in behind bars waiting for a bail application it's a serious offense because chances are that look it's a it's a 50 50 situation because you'll never know up until evidence is brought to court is brought in front of the magistrate and a judgment is handed down but in this regard we know that politically there's games that people can actually play you know there's victims that have actually came out in the past and actually said they were paid to accuse a person of rape. And there have been victims also who were seriously raped and, and their cases actually never saw the light of day. So I'm thinking from this point of view and given the fact that we are, we are in an era of gender-based violence where it's quite serious, come the 16 days of activism, come there's other people disappearing. I think the ANC is playing precaution because chances are that you'll never know. You might go out support a person full force only to support only to find out how oh, this person is guilty as charged then you sit with an egg on your face then opposition can utilize it to their best of abilities and say look at the political party that you that you have voted for it it, it has rapists they might come that game of labeling and all that so i'm thinking from where where i'm sitting it's more of Hey, let me let me be cautious with what I say. Let me be cautious with where what I I act upon because I even saw on Monday there was a press briefing where the PEC of the province was there. They were actually elaborating on a couple of issues around the province, and one of these cases was actually touched on. It's the reaction that I got from the provincial secretary to say you could see Jorge. You don't know how to react. You don't know what to say. You don't want to step on eggshells. You don't want to step on hot stones. But Oli just said, Kohore, um, that the matter the ANC is, is, is looking into it and the member has been uh, immediately suspended. So of which he chose, Kohore, also they, he also emphasized on the step-aside rule that it's going to get it's something that has to be implemented in this regard. But... It's also going to come back to a situation where does he have to step aside based on the fact that he's charged or does he have to step aside based on the fact that he's going to, if he's found guilty or if he's found innocent, because we can only see 
there's a there's a reason why the courts are delaying in terms of why they don't want to issue out a bail application. I mean, a bail they don't want to grant a bail because of uh, I think evidence or something that needs to be brought forward why he should be released. And I think that's the part where the opposition are gonna play on it. They got they are gonna ride on it because this is an ANC member. And they're gonna take the opportunity and actually use it as part of their campaigns towards the election. But I and don't as we think... conclude on this issue, uh, uh, Mr. Hiba, uh, the the same councillor was accused of assault uh, in the previous year, uh, and we're going to an election uh, in the next year. How much of a reputational risk is this particular councillor to the ANC? Yeah, um, Mr. Thompson, I think you're raising a very important question um, that also the ANC need to look into. And I think that's why the provincial secretary um, was saying that um, he is suspended immediately because themselves, they know, especially from um, his vision in Faisley Derby, whereby they had a meeting while he was appearing on court for the first time they were in Makata local municipality, the leadership of the ANC in the region. So they know very well his behavior. They know the allegations that he's facing. They know his um, character or the kind of a person that he is. That's why when you look at into this matter this time around, they couldn't um, go back and forth, but they were immediately preparing themselves to say, if there's a media inquiry on this matter, we do have a media statement as a response. Normally, there are media statements, they post them on their Facebook page. But on this matter, it was not posted. It's only released when you write a media inquiry to them. So when you are talking about that reputational damage, even the community of Makaga, for sure, they know his behavior. There were videos on social media, which for now, we cannot verify in terms of what took place there. But it's another different incident if it's not this one that is linked to Ray, whereby the same councillor, he is allegedly um, assaulting someone who is a male in this instance. You are talking about that issue of um, him and his baby mama, whereby he was arrested for allegedly assaulting her. And now this is the third matter if we are counting them. So they know as the governing party definitely that he could be a risk in terms of when you talk about the image and the brand of the ANC. Knowing for the fact that the ANC in Faisley Derby has been struggling, you would look at Mwate, there have been issues of water, water prices. You go to Mukaga, still there were protests of um, service delivery. Funny enough, it's happening whereby the mayors of these municipalities are the chairperson and the deputy chairperson of the region, which people are expecting much from them. So the councillor is just adding on the mess that has been happening in Faisley Dad, whereby day by day, people are losing confidence in terms of what ANC can bring, because at this moment, they have a lot to do in terms of their image and brand. One of the statements I saw from the ANC uh, in first letter regarding this was, was that they would check with the developments in court and that uh, development would therefore inform their position as a caucus of Mokaka. What exactly does that thing mean? Uh, 
I think I think in this instance, if maybe I, would, I, I have understood them correctly, you would remember that it's it's still early stages of this matter. So he's not found guilty yet. Uh, the matter is not yet on a trial. He's appearing now for the third time, which is a continuation of um, the second time. Remember on the first appearance, he did not plead. So but we can't really say, yes, he was already charged, but yes. we can't really say much because remember, he's still a suspect. It is an alleged incident. So I think that's why they do not want to say anything because there's a lot of elements that could, um, or developments that could um, come out of this story. He might be given a bail today if his lawyer could present their matter in a correct manner. He might be delayed that bail. Then from there, maybe the ANC will react. But normally you would know that if the community and political parties and other NGOs, when they are attending such matters, courts, we have seen that they delay these processes. So we can expect another delay, but is the ANC going to wait for how long? We don't know. But at this point, we, we know that the matter is still at the early stages. I think that's why the ANC yeah. is avoiding to react. Now, I'm asking this because it, it, it sounds that there's a variance between what the provincial executive committee is saying and what they as the regional executive committee are saying that in terms of his position in the caucus of Mokaka, uh, they are still to take a decision informed by which will be informed by you know the outcomes of the proceedings of the court whereas the anc in the province says that he's suspended with immediate effect uh, now that suspension does it only you know affect his membership and not necessarily his position in the caucus of the of the anc in mokaka yeah which which is confusing because he is there in mokaka because of his membership of anc remember he was deployed by the anc so if they suspend him on the party he's also supposed to step aside as a counselor. But we know the ANC will confuse you, my brother. On the media, they will suspend their members, but behind the scene, their members will be given another chance. I'll give you an example, which happened also there in, in, in Free State. We've seen the provincial, uh, not even the provincial, the general secretary of the ANC, Fikile Mbalula, coming out on the media to say, a mayor of Kopano, local municipality, has been suspended immediately. Then they went back, they sat down with the SACP, ANC fleet, and also the ANC. One thing that I can tell you now is that that decision of Mr. Mbalula, it's not taken serious because what they have said is that the aim is not to crush him or destroy him, but is to subject him under processes that will help him in terms of anger management. And that tells you that the same mayor could get his position tomorrow. The same mayor could get some of the position that he was expected to get in the legislature. So what I'm basically saying is that in the media, they will say they have immediately suspended their members. But when you go behind the scene and investigate, the same members are still receiving salaries from the positions that they were deployed by the same ANC. So who are you fooling when you say you have suspended him, but he's still benefiting and getting the salary. Uh, okay. away from, 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 uh, unless you want to conclude on this uh, uh, Ramadri uh, situation. 
No, no, I just wanted to add on what uh, Mr. Tays was saying to say what they are not emphasizing, especially when it comes to the issue of suspend, suspensions. They're not emphasizing on we are suspending him with full pay or we're suspending him without pay. That's another tricky part. It's something that needs to be mentioned publicly since you come into the public and saying, this is what I'm going to be doing. And also going back to what you said earlier, I'll just be quick on this one. Uh, with the counselor, you mentioned the part where he was previously charged with for assault. So meaning this this is a person who's got a problem with um, anger issues or, or he's got he's got a track record of violence. I don't think this would be a person who's fit to actually be in office in this regard. So what it would be advisable is for the ANC to actually look into it and actually not deploy such people in such key positions. So maybe it says a lot about them not standing and supporting him. It might be part of the reason why, because of the past experience. That's my two cents. Um, thank you, gentlemen, for that story. But moving on to others, and uh, unfortunately, not very pleasant ones as we go ahead still, the, the killing of women. Uh, in the province of the Free State seems to be something which is taking root. And in the in, in the days of the campaign against uh, you know uh, the, the abuse of women and children, uh, there's a story of uh, the lady child actually, Machaka. Uh, you said something about it in Central News, uh, uh, Mr. Hiba. Can you tell us more about it? Sure. On, on, on that story, you would remember that uh, the lady was found dead after missing for at least two days. And then after that, there was a funeral arrangement by the family, which was attended by the Minister of Police, Begikele, including the MEC for Education in Free State, Makalo Mohale. Um, last week, when we were discussing the matter, one of the things that we were looking into is the fact that why is police um, visibility lacking on the ground, especially in townships or where majority of black people are living? Because such matters wouldn't have happened if police were there. But in the development of what took place, at least on Sunday, is that um, the same minister, Begikele, before he announced, he promised um, the family to say, he will bring the suspect by himself. That's a promise that he made to the family. We don't know whether he was saying that as a minister who's taking accountability for the mess, or he was saying it as a member of the ANC who was also trying to win the confidence of the family that is affected in this instance. But one thing that also took place or happened is that there's a task team that has been established, at least there in Free State, a team of detectives who will be trying to find these criminals and kidnappers of this matter and also other matters. You remember that it's not only the case of Machaka Khatebe. There's still two ladies that are missing. And fortunately, another one has been found dead there in Kharib District Municipality. Mm. And, and, and she's, she's also a, a, a social worker. Uh, who works in the field of uh, you know gender-based violence support for victims there? Uh, but what also importantly, what 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 I've learned is that 
there is no direct suspicion that there was foul play here by the police. Uh, what then could it, could it, could, it, could it be no, suspected that it, it could be natural death, given that this person also died on the like her body was found at the you know at, at the uh, in, in, in close to the dam there in Harib. Yeah, that's that's exactly what they said to say that they are not suspecting any foul play in this matter. But you also remember that they are saying this in a province whereby um, ladies or maybe women, young and old, have been disappearing. Their bodies have been found on the ground. But they have promised and um, indicated that a postmortem will be done on her body um, to see what took place here. But what is also interesting, Mr. Tam, is that you mentioned that she's a social, she was a social worker working mm. on cases of gender-based violence, which is what we are discussing currently. And what happened there is that a day before she disappeared, she went to work, but she didn't go to the Office of Social Development. She went to court and appearing on a matter that is related to gender-based violence. Then from there, nobody knows what happened. The next day, her body was found dead somewhere. And they suspect for it doesn't foul play. I mean, gentlemen, um, I hear, I hear, I hear what you guys are saying. And it's said that three ghosts prior to Machaka's passing had disappeared and they were reported to the police as missing. And nothing much has been done. This I hardly saw police uh notices for people missing circulating it was mostly family and friends and concerned people sharing stuff on on facebook and other social media platforms and the saddest thing for it had to take the death of the young girl machaka for her for the minister to come through and actually for saps to say no we are pulling up our socks we're putting together test teams of detectives to try and find these people I mean, like, if you have a case of young women disappearing or any other person disappearing, it should be taken quite seriously due to the fact that anything can is bound to happen, especially if in the case of Machaka's family where they did report or somebody called and actually de demanded a ransom. Or if they don't pay a ransom, they will never get to see their daughter and look what happened. And the police just acted as it's a missing case and we'll see how we do. I mean, like, it's, it's, I think it's it has quite to do a lot of with, uh, with, the, with, the, with the Criminal Procedure Act. Perhaps maybe what needs to be done is amendments there in that particular act because that's what directs how police react to particular things. For example, what you're saying is that if somebody, uh, you you'd go in and report a missing person at the police station, and the police will tell you that we can only assume the person to be missing after 24 hours. Uh, I'm making an assumption here that that is perhaps something which is contained in the Criminal Procedure Act. Uh, maybe, maybe, may, maybe activists should actually look at that and say that this needs to be amended so that these issues are looked at with more urgency than you know, they have been uh, previously accorded.
Mr. Hiba, what do you think about that? I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, Mr. Tamsanga, because also what is key in this instance and what is, we should also note with sensitivity, we are talking about human beings, we are talking about someone's daughter here, we are talking about someone's mother here, who just died in a country, in an area whereby we have police who are supposed to protect us, who are supposed to protect women, especially while we're observing this 60 days. Um, of activism, which speaks to the abuse that children and women are facing. So, in terms of amending such things, come on, let's 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 apply logic. Especially, would expect them as leaders of society to also do the same. If you are going to take twenty-four hours to confirm that, within that twenty-four hours, what is it that you are doing? And up to this point, you are still sitting with that um, act. Don't you think maybe by now you should have amended it? Because in our country, gender-based violence, it seems like it's a norm. You know, now we are discussing probably three or four stories. When we look at into these stories, gender-based violence is there. And to a certain extent, it is done by some of the ANC leaders, or let me say political leaders that we trust and put our trust on them. Hmm. Can can I can I jump in? Mm. And I'm I'm gonna agree with what Mr. Daisy is saying in terms of using common sense. I mean, like, um, let me just throw this scenario. From okay, let me not sum up the amount. The money disappeared from a couch in a farm in Lipalapa. <laughs> and police and 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 intelligence was actually implemented immediately. People were tracked down, they were found. In, in in neighboring countries, they were brought in, they were interrogated. Why can't we apply the same thing to young women who are disappearing? You know, it's yeah. it's it's that simple, simple logic. That's all I, I can say. I got you, Debza. Uh, so uh, let's call for for activism to include the you know amendment of the act if it is the act indeed that prevents investigation of such cases of missing people to happen with immediate effect as and when it is reported uh, and as we move on from that story uh, the the workers of the local municipality in the free state uh, local municipality may have a very boring and uh, painful Christmas and festive season because they may not necessarily receive their salaries this month, next month, and the month after the next one. Mafubi. Why do we still have that kind of municipality in the free state or in the country? Uh, because of simple things. Yeah. We keep it there for status. It's a municipality in general because of status. I mean, like, it's quite a sad story to be hearing that there will be people, there will be certain people that are going to have a Black Christmas because uh, they did not get paid their salaries, just like service providers that are not getting paid on time that are going to have Black Christmas. And it's quite a sad thing due to the fact that horrid majority of our municipalities, especially let's focus mostly on the free state, it's just a lack of mismanagement and lack of revenue collection that is causing all these problems. 
had the municipality had the systems in check, we wouldn't even be discussing this issue. I mean, like, imagine now when I were to they're gonna go home, Mafube has a problem with water. Service providers for, for, for tanks, for water supply in tanks haven't been appointed. So if there's no money to pay salaries, there's no money to pay service provider, meaning it's gonna be a dark city. There won't be water, there won't be salaries, there won't be food. This before, uh, uh, Mr. Kiba, uh, I think with two months not being paid uh, salaries there in Mafube, uh, is, does there seem to be any improvement, also given the fact that that municipality is under uh, administration by the provincial government, section 139, uh, I think subsection B or something like that, which takes the powers of administration from the actual municipality to the provincial government? Why is there no improvement of the situation? I, I, I think Mr. Thompson has a very good question. And that is the same question that I will ask the mayor mm. there, Mr. Mutsweni. Um, maybe probably ask the municipal manager there to say why you are not improving because already you are also under administration. Um, that could also tell you that you are um, in trouble, you should improve um, and stop running a municipality like um, a tax shop or spaza shop. But mm. this is not the first municipality, especially that is governed by um, the ANC and other parties that are involved there. Um, if their assets are not attached by ESCOM, um, it's such cases whereby you find the municipality fails to, to pay their employees. But um, these kind of things, it's something that you should be um, proactive as a leader to say that um, they are not supposed to take place. But if they happen under your watch and you go to the media as the executive mayor, you tell the media to say that um, this is because of your assets have been attached. So it causes you not to pay your people and there's a financial, apparently they're saying that there's a financial recovery plan in terms of covering this. But these are some of the things that are not supposed to happen. And you can't go to the media and say such, because this is what the executive mayor said to say, they are unable to pay their people because their assets have been attached and they apparently have a financial plan in place um, whereby they will try to pay their people um, in March, 2024. You know, if, if a financial plan of any organization, sorry, Dave Zade, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking, I think we, we, we'll just overanalyze this particular thing. I think let's talk about it for a minute, you know, for, 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 for some time. The, the financial plan of any organization, whether it's a municipality or a, or a business, must look at the balance of funds that are available to, you know, to that particular entity. What do you have more? Do you have more liabilities than your... Uh, assets uh, and how liquid do you have you know how, how liquid are your assets now mafuba should have known for a long time that it has got more liabilities than than you know than it is able to you know to have assets that it can dispense to pay its workers to pay for other services and so on and still remain with a healthy balance in order to be able to continue to sustain itself as a municipality is, is, isn't that so? 
but also what I'm thinking because they, they, they have been in this situation for a very long time now. My solution for them, my proposed solution would, would be this. Take the opportunity uh, of the municipal demarcation board process now uh, for the delimitation of wards and municipal boundaries. Dissolve the municipality into other municipalities where some towns can go into, you know, a municipality that can be able to sustain them rather than to try and keep themselves as a municipality because they are failing to, you know, to provide those services. Do you think that can be a workable solution, uh, Debza? It can be a workable solution. It is a, 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 a good solution from us, the people outside. Yeah, from, from the layman's perspective. Yeah, but from uh, from their point of view, you are taking away somebody's job. And in terms of, I'm going to refer to as the council. You mm. know, the council might feel for a, eh, now the mayor is about to go, eh, now the CFO is about to go, the municipal manager is about to go. And that might cause a little bit of a rift. I mean, like, remember what happened to Sasol a couple of years back? <laughs> where people yeah. were actually the community was actually influenced not to get into that kind of a discussion and a riot broke out but happy when you look at it Jorge, you spoke earlier you spoke about liabilities and assets and you actually look at a municipality like Mafuga to say okay what liabilities could they have apart from your ESCOM and your water issues it wouldn't be much and also in terms of revenue revenue collection that's another mechanics that needs to be checked how are they collecting their revenue they can just simply say we are struggling to correct to collect revenue for the municipality that's why we can't even balance our books and so that they are given a solution because right now i i hear the party they're under administration but also the department is not doing much about it because they've been very quiet they hear for it the titanic is sinking but they're still mm -hmm. letting the shit go mm. You see, so it, it's quite sad for at the end of the day, um, you sit with a situation whereby now people's jobs are going to be put on the line and people's lives are actually put on the line. And people imagine, like, I mean, like the economy of, of Mafube is based around farming, is based around, um, uh, yeah, it's farming and public sector, a little bit of private sector there. Now, if you're going to shut down and you're saying, the public sector doesn't have funds to actually pay its workers. Yeah, then we have problems, meaning the farms that have been operating there, they've been operating on 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 what? On a free basis due to the fact that oh, nobody's paying electricity, nobody's paying water. They need to also look into terms of how are these farms sourcing out water when there's a water crisis in, in those things. So mm. in, in the demarcation, yes, it can work, but it can also cause problems. So if they cannot come up with a solution, then they can go the route of demarcation. I mean, you can lose 10 jobs, it's fine. At least other people will benefit. And and, and, and Mr. Khiba, given the, given the fact that they are under administration, should it not therefore be the responsibility of the provincial government to see to it that the workers of Mafubi are being paid their salaries because it is them who, 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 who now have the responsibility of administration in that municipality. Sure, I, I think you are, you are definitely correct because you also understand that when the new MEC, when he came in, um, Dodo, 
Ketso Makume, he met with Samu, which is some of the unions that are speaking on behalf of the municipal workers. Um, to talk about some of the issues that they are dealing with, I think he's aware of that situation. He was told in that meeting by the same um, union leaders. So in this instance, when this such things happen, to them it's not a shock, it's not a surprise, it's something that they have expected to happen. But now the question is, what is it that they are doing? Because since even after this announcement, at least from what I've seen, I haven't seen the Department of Cocta going to that municipality or maybe saying something about that situation because at least the, the, the MEC should stand up. If it takes that, the Premier should also stand up to say, we cannot allow families to go into December, January, whereby they also have to pay school fees. Um, also face February without salaries because these are the workers that you expect them to continue um, working in that municipality. Are they going to render a service that is perfect to the residents? Because remember, they're expected to work in this December, in January, in February, while they're still not um, getting any salaries. So the Department of Copta, led by the MEC, Dr. Makume, should at least um, look into this matter. If maybe I'm, they also need just to getting information to... now that there was a press conference yesterday by by Cocta, which sure. said that they will, they will intervene, um, only that they did not say how they will intervene. So let's make, let, let's hope that it will be resolved amicably for everybody involved. But the 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 problems will continue to exist for many municipalities, as you have said, uh, 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 Mr. Khiba that sometimes what leads to these problems in municipalities is lack of proper administration in the system you know uh, for example there is, there, there is a municipality here Mwate local municipality which for which has not had a municipal manager for over a year now and nobody is saying anything about it not even central news is saying anything about it you know? <laughs> uh, and 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 <laughs> you know there there has not been a CFO there also for over a year. There are no directors in that municipality. How therefore will a municipality be able to function properly administratively? We must not be surprised when in 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 in, in the nearest future we hear that the municipality is also not able to pay uh, salaries for its workers. It is not able to pay for services, uh, you know, to the community. Don't you think that is the case? I think I think they are going there, but also on, on the lighter note, when you're also referring to Free State Central News, not um, talking about what's happening there. You'll also remember there are many stories that um, Free State Central News brought to the attention of other national medias. The water crisis that we've been covering there, the municipality not being able to pay rainwater, ESCOM as well, you know, there are such stories. So there's a lot that you can talk about that is happening and that is negative in that municipality. But you are raising a very important question because you'd remember that even last week when they had a, a discussion with um, a leader from Mangawu, in this instance, a municipal manager, we asked him why is a, Manga, a municipality like Mangawu which is a metro infrastructure, is not having um, a CFO, you know, someone who take care of their finances. Because one of the things that you need to do as a municipality, especially when you want to recover 
you need to make sure that your finances are in order. Now we are bringing a Mwate, local municipality, that is also struggling. We've seen the MEC of Kopta has been to that municipality, I think, many times. They are still struggling with the issue of water. They are still trying to resolve that. They are spending more time into it. And now they do not have a, a municipal manager. As you have correctly um, said, that we should at least maybe expect that in future, they won't be able to pay salaries because since they have this current executive mayor, who's a chairperson of the ANC in the region, there's been protest of savings delivery in that area, which some are saying it's a mess that she found in that municipality. But now if she found the mess, what is it that he's doing to sort out that mess? To appoint someone, I don't think it should be difficult, especially in a county whereby there's a high rate of unemployment. Don't you think that there's someone who wants to be in that position? Why are you not appointing that particular person? Why are you putting a salary um, into polls, whereas you need to appoint someone and pay someone? Have you, have you, have you inquired with Mwate as, as, as news journalists, you know, have you inquired with them as to why is it that they have struggled to appoint a municipal manager for over a year, a CFO for over a year, and a, and a number of important directors in positions of responsibility? Sure. I think this, this is one of the issues that we, we need to look into, um, probably as one of the stories that we'll do for, for this week. But in this matter, um, up to this point, we haven't really dealt with that issue to an extent that we have an opportunity to speak to the municipal spokesperson, which is um, Steve Nani, but we'll have to inquire and look into that matter. And especially when you're talking about that period whereby they did not have anyone in this position, what could be a valid reason because come on six months is enough for you to look to someone for for to, for that person to be i mean in that position because it's just a municipality and it's a struggling municipality that's the other thing that we need to, to look into so you need to have people that will come um, in terms of helping you as the executive mayor you cannot run a municipality by yourself hmm. moving away from uh, that uh... There was a big celebration sometime last year, uh, a, a stadium full uh, of people celebrating the 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 of, uh, of uh, the Zulu nation, um, and the president of the country had given recognition officially of of the king. Now. The latest is that the 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 the, the, the court has set aside the recognition of the king by the president of the country. What exactly does that, Mister uh, Like they only setting aside the recognition of the king, or the king is no longer officially the king? Which is it? Yeah. When while while we are still studying that judgment. Um, which has been released, I think, this week. One of the things that we picked up from there, as you said, is that a decision that was taken by president has been set aside. Now, mm. we should also understand that there are constitutional decisions or legal decisions that also include a president, but there are also customs of the Zulu nations, which are different from what we are talking about now, 
why I'm saying this because you also remember that after that um, a judgment has been released or announced, the king also reacted via his um, spokesperson there in um, um, the royal um, um, house to say that he is still the king in terms of the customs. He is still the one who is sitting on, on, on the throne because you also understand to say they have said that they are studying the judgment, maybe they will appeal. But I think in terms of the customs, um, he's still the key. Okay, but I have a question. I have to ask. Why would why would the, the president want to set aside something like that? I need to understand that part. For no, no, it's, it's, it's not the president. It's the Pretoria High Court that has set aside a decision that was taken by president. That decision that was taken by president recognized um, the current king as the king of the Zulu nation. So because the matter you'd remember that was still in court because of Prince uh, Smagate, which is a brother of the king, who also believed that he's supposed to be the king. So this was a matter that was still in court. It's only now that the ruling has been made by the High Court in Gauteng to say that the decision by the president to recognize the current king as a king of um, the Zulu nation, it's invalid. So it, 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 I, I understand that we are still studying the judgment and maybe we may not properly give like proper context to everything, but it, it we could assume that the, 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 the decision to set aside is because the matter was still sub judicare, yet the president went ahead to give recognition or to say that you are officially the king, Mishizulu, whereas the matter is still being contested in court as to mm-hmm. who the actual heir to the throne is. Uh, is that close to correction, uh, Mr. Dice? That is, that, is, that is correct what you are saying, because also remember when the president was taking this decision, um, he was also advised by Mkulu um, in terms of how he should approach this matter. If you also look into those allegations, because for now we can treat as allegations, is that Mkulu um, advised President Salva Maposa not to recognize the key, at least by then when he was advising him. But with that advice, um, President Ramaphosa um, the decided... The Minister of Cocta and Traditional Affairs or something, why was he advising the President? I think it's not necessarily the Minister, but it was someone who was also involved in uh, the process. customs of, 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 of the Zulu nations in terms of how these things are done. Um, in terms of advice, advising him. But I will check it for you now just to confirm. I'll come back to you and then confirm it. Mm. So in this regard, then, um, I would actually say from my observation and understanding is that the president went and he recognized the king while we're still waiting for the court judgment. And he actually jumped the gun. And I, I would actually believe he did that in with regards to political pressure. I mean, like we 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 are going in, they were actually contesting not to lose KZN at some point, and also for future 
voting process, you still need KZN, it has got the biggest numbers. So I'm thinking for him to jump the gun like that, it was more of, let me rather keep the situation calm and try and manage it, but not seeing the damage that I'm actually causing, of which might come back and bite you one day. Audio. No, no, uh, I, th I think you are, you are, you are right, Debza. You are absolutely correct. Uh, I think all assumptions are correct at the moment. <laughs> um, there was, there, there was consideration definitely of the numbers that kids yeah. can bring. The numbers game, yeah. It's, 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 it's like, it's like, with, it's like with that young man, Maggie, when he says, he's talking about the numbers. So the numbers matters here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. um, Moving on, I think let's uh, let's 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 wait to see what the outcome of that will be. Uh, yeah, we'll keep our 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 eyes and ears close to the story, and, and see yeah. how it moves. And uh, yeah, but Tamsanga, before before yes. we move on, um, for the sake yes. of our, our viewers also who are watching yes. this discussion, is that um, you know you, you are correct. The person who was advising the president by then um, was the minister Willis Nkulu who was uh, part of the panel that was dealing with the mediation of this matter. So this matter, it's, it's a very long matter. It, it even took place before the king was, was recognized. But I think because we are talking about issues of Zulu nation, when you look at even into this history of um, the, the house there of the Zulu. Is it Kunu or Sensum Kun? It's Wills. Willis Kun. Sure. As I'm saying to you, it's an old matter. Maybe by then, when he was advising the president, he was a minister. Because when you look into the judgment, the judgment will tell you that. There's a part whereby it talks about the recommendation of the mediation panel. So the president was advised, including the minister, by Willis Nkuru, who was leading a panel of uh, mediation. Mm. Yeah. No, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah, but as I said, it's, it's a judgment that we need to look into as the Zulu nation, they're also still studying. They haven't appealed to the matter. So the legal representative, they're still studying it as we are also studying it and analyzing it. Um, I think after some um, some time, we'll have at least um, facts in terms of what the judgment says. But up to this point, we know that it has set aside a decision of President Selva Maposa to recognize the current king. What would happen if they say he's not the king? <laughs> what do you think might happen? I think it's obvious the, the processes they would they would they would have to start a fetch. Because remember his brother, he wants to be the king, um, Prince yeah. Smagat. So they are fighting for this seat, which I was um highlighting earlier to say that this is not new, especially in the Zulu nation. It's a norm whereby this seat is contested. You can't just get it for free. You can't be comfortable sitting there. So what he's also doing, he doesn't want his brother to be comfortable there. He needs to fight for it. So I think in this instance, both of them are fighting for this seat. For this seat. But we can say at least Mrs. Ulu 
had the president's hand to say, I recognize you. I do not recognize your brother. That's why mm. the other prince, the matter was taken to, to court. And, and he was and, also supported by the by the then prime minister of KwaZulu Natal, uh, the late Mangus. The late. Uh, Definitely. I think let's, let's, let's move on from that and uh, maybe conclude the day by going into another sad story. Uh, the passing on of the musician Zahara. Um, uh, you know, I, I know that we, we did not prepare for that, but I think it's worth talking about. Uh, 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 there's, there's an aspect that I need to understand. Uh, may, may her soul rest in peace, definitely. I think she gave us some very good music in the past. But there's an element that I want you to, to assist me with, Days, uh, uh, that as you guys break stories, the, the media journalists, what, what sort of, especially about the death of somebody, what sort of protocols must you follow? Because, because what we saw the SABC do yesterday sort of confused people greatly. They, they one time released a breaking, a breaking news story that Zahara has passed on. Um, a few minutes later, the thing is retracted. It's, it's deleted as if they did not say anything about it. And then they later come back and say that uh, we are now releasing, we are confirming that, you know, the, the fact that Zahara has passed on. Uh, with certain protocols were not were not followed before we released uh, the, the you know the statement uh, of confirmation of the death before. What exactly protocols must be followed when you when you confirm such such kind of stories to the public? Um, I think I, I, I for, for so many times I've been one of the journalists that will criticize other media houses for for doing that. Even on this matter, if you follow me on social media, I'm one of the I think few and first um, journalists who said that it is irresponsible um, for SABC to do that because it's a trusted public media house whereby if it says something, a lot of people follow it. And if it comes back and says that um, we're not sure, but then why you announced something that you were not sure of, you ask the question to say that what protocols or maybe steps do we follow as journalists in terms of such stories. Um, one of the things that we need to look into, as much as we want to break news in terms of numbers, because our business is all about numbers, it's all about who gets the story first, but we need to be sensitive in terms of, we should wait for the family to be told about um, such events. But in this instance, you might find, um, I assume that, the SABC got the information before the family, they were told about this um, information. And they went on to announce on their Twitter page, but later removed it, which is insensitive um, because of it's done also by a trusted media house like SABC. It's not just a blog or a social media, um, media house. So, but also we, we need to look into, into this thing. Um, Samsung, as journalists, we are also, human beings, we, we make mistakes. And I think in this instance, SABC, they made a mistake um, by coming out to announce such news before the family was told about this. Because it's a very sensitive story. If someone has passed on, wait for the family to know about this. For instance, if you wanted to break the story, we know there are other ways that we can do this. Do not release the names of the person who have passed away, but at least, you could have said that a musician 
or maybe a mention Aikatoko in terms of the genre that this woman was found in. You'd remember when um, Chukju was arrested or he presented himself to court, we did not announce the name, but it was a breaking story. We only said that a South African hip hop musician and a presenter has been arrested and is accused of rape. Why in this instance you didn't do the same to say that a South African musician has passed on? Uh, another controversy related to, to Zahara is, uh, Debs, I want to bring you in on this one, is that parallel to Zahara's trending uh, name yesterday and the day before, we saw that there was a lot of DJs boom, uh, a lot of, you know, the bashing of DJs boom and TK is there. Do you think that bashing is justified, though? Nah, man. It's true. Okay. I, I believe Jorge, this is not the right time to be having that particular discussion, especially when it comes to issues of what Zahara, Zahara deserved and all that. Uh, it's something that was raised a couple of years ago when Zahara left the record company. She wasn't happy but, with the deal. Don't you think it would be more particularly relevant now because people assume that what led to her death was because of those particular reasons? But would you blame, would, do we have to put the blame on Spoo and TK? Why, why am I saying so? Um, they signed a deal with, with Sony Music. And the deal was, was bad. It, and you must remember, majority of these artists, they signed these deals or these record companies, they signed these deals with bassists Zahore. They want to break break through the industry and actually make something out of their talent and not realizing the consequences that comes after. I mean, like when you hear 5 million rand, you think, oh, ah, no, it's sharp, you know? Mm. But now the saddest part was that there was lack of education from all parties. This is Zahara TK and Spu because Zahara lost her intellectual properties to Sony. That was the biggest problem. Yes, we can have this discussion now, but it won't change the situation at all. That is why you've got the likes of Kiman, this boy, Shebi, what, 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 what? The one with the tattoo saying, I am not going to sign any deal with anyone because I want my intellectual property to be mine. Yeah, Back in the day. We can question what intellectual property, what intellectual, but it's fine. It's not, it's not that discussion. <laughs> um, so, with with yes, this yes. regard, with this regard, the saddest thing is that Zahara was this young talent that was discovered who didn't know anything about the music business. She, all she just wanted to do was play her music and become a star. And unfortunately, because of the lack of understanding from her, that's how she ended up in that situation. And now with Bosbu also, they saw an opportunity for themselves and they strike this deal. So the saddest thing about these kind of businesses, we also saw with my with Brenda, it happens to a, a truckload of artists. I remember when uh, Maslatini passed on, the same discussion was raised also for he, he passed on without nothing. And these record companies took, but we keep on having the same discussions every time an artist passes away, but it doesn't change. And certainly Zahara was very young and, um condolences to her family. 
at one point her hit Loli was like an anthem in this country, uh, you know, celebrated everywhere. Uh, and she was like a, a hero for the for the for the for the for the people of the Eastern Cape. Do you yeah. think that Zahara deserves a special provincial funeral, uh, Mr. Riba? I think I think Mr. Kamsanga, that decision when we we take it, we should also look into artists who got the same recognition, who were on her level. Because these things at some point, um, I think even when the president is advised, they look into the influence that you had, the level. For for instance, if maybe in in this instance, um, to compare her to the likes of Huma Sigela, just as an example, um, obviously Huma Sigela will get it over Zahara. Yes, she 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 did the best, but do you really think that you would? Um, get such recognition from the president. I think we need to look into, in terms of the influence that he had, the time that he had, um, and also her level, like I said. If there was any artist on her level that got that recognition from the president, I think then she would um, get it. I'm, 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 I'm gonna differ with that point. I believe as, that, as, yeah. as, as me, um, I believe yeah. that the artist, look, these provincial funerals must just come to an end because I can easily say there's about one, two, three, four, more than 10 artists who passed on of whom out of that list, AKA wasn't given a provincial, Mampincha, Mdu, WHP, Lundi, ProKid. So it, it, it's a sense of discredit to the others because now should another artist pass on who was, should, okay, I don't wanna, should a big artist who has a huge number of following and in the country pass on. Like those Amapiano boys who were involved in a car accident or Rastenberg, they didn't get a provincial. So a provincial, provincial funerals are a way of looting money and that that is actually causing problems and actually it, it causes a division amongst the creatives when it comes to what government is supposed to do for creatives. So it's something that I would say government must just honor and recognize, but just run away from. Uh, I would understand with a with a provincial head or something, but not with an artist. And something to 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 let me, gentlemen, let me make you aware of something that came to my attention just now. Now, Hore, there's major artist who passed on, Zahara was 36 when she passed on. And the following artist also passed on at the age of 36, AKA Marimba um, Five, Mampincha, DJ Somebody, Ricky Rick, Mendoza, WHP, Lundi and Pro Kid. All of them were 36. Now, we need to start asking ourselves questions to say, and these are all these artists that I just mentioned are big hits signed to major record labels. It's another discussion that we need to have. We shall have, definitely. <laughs> right now we have to say yeah. thank you to Mr. Khiba for your for your for your indulgence. We really appreciate it. Um Debza, let's meet again on the in the next 10 minutes, me and you. For okay. now we are out. Peace.